people that get ice cream flavors that don't complement each other when they get a pairing drive me absolutely up the wall. <laughs> if you're going to get mango and mint chocolate chip, like, I don't ever want to talk to you. That's, that's just weird. <laughs> if you're going to get a fruit, get, a, get something that complements it. Like, if you're going to get a mango, get a, get a lemon. If you're going to get a rocky road, get a coffee. Don't, don't mix that up. You got to get the ones that complement each other. Anyway. <laughs> um, Can we please keep that tangent in the recording? Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore local restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat and drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Dan, I'm going wilderness camping up in Manning Park this weekend. Ooh, Wait, so wilderness camping, is that anywhere, anything different than regular camping? Or is that just a different name for it? Well, it's, it's like you go and there's no facilities or whatever. It's just, they have like an area where you're allowed to camp and you kind of just reserve that. So yeah, we're going up with a couple friends from Run Club and it's a 13 kilometer hike in. And then we have to dig our pits for the bathroom and hang our food and all that fun nice. stuff. So we're dehydrating a bunch of meals because we have to carry everything every all the whole way. Right. And then basically just filtering water when we get there and then boiling that and rehydrating the meals. So it'll be really interesting. Oh man, that sounds so cool. Yeah, it's the first time I've done it. Oh, I was just going to say, is it the first time you've ever done something like that? Yeah, it's the first, it's the first time Cleaner and I have done this, mm-hmm. but... I'm not sure if our friends have. They've, I think they've done similar, but not quite this uh, Ooh. remote. I was just going to say it's kind of a new thing for all of you. That'll be relatively new for all of you, which would be kind of a cool experience and on its own. Yeah, and we're bringing our dog Kaylee too, so she's going to have a experience going. We, we got her this little uh, travel dog mat that she can have, and she has a backpack that she wears so she can carry in her, her own gear. Nice. So it's pretty exciting, yeah. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah, it's something that I've kind of wanted to try to do maybe like a day or two out into the wilderness, but um, just haven't had the chance to actually actually do it or actually do some research and figure out how to do it so I don't end up <laughs> getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> this location's really cool because there's, I think there's like a 7K option, a 13K option, or a 20K option of Ooh. how far you can go in to, to the wilderness. So obviously the further you go, the fewer people will be there. Right. So we're doing the middle one because 7K is chump change. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. 20K is a little yeah. bit, uh, that that's quite a hike. But I, I like your idea of just splitting it down the middle and going 13. That's a, a good yeah. way to start, I think. We heard that it's a really beautiful walk in like mm-hmm. a, a beautiful hike into the campground but then yeah. once you're in the campground it's pretty lackluster so that'll be in- interesting <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know like i'm i'm kind of nervous i'm i'm scared of bears <laughs> that's fair i think you're supposed to be scared of bears <laughs> i don't want to just like wake up in the middle of the night and be like uh is that a bear? why is this bear breathing on me <laughs> <laughs> kaylee you've grown how did you grow so much <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe after your experience, we, the four of us could go up. Uh, I know there's a few spots in the island where you can uh, hike up close to in between Port Alberni and Tofino, kind of in that area. There's a few places where you can hike in and there's actually uh, mountain lakes that you can pitch your tent or whatever around and it's super secluded and they're usually about 15 to 20k hikes to get in there so they're beautiful hikes apparently because you're a lot of the time you're either looking over towards the the pacific ocean and like tofino you clue side and then the other t- and other spots you're looking back towards the valley the port alberni valley that'd be kind of a cool experience so apparently it's quite something yeah that sounds awesome after doing this one i'm sure i'm gonna have the bug to do it so it's it's good that I'm doing it at the end of the summer and don't try to do a whole bunch. I have a feeling that after we do this camping trip, I'm going to be super into it because I've, all, I've been wanting to do it for several years now, but I've just kind of not had yeah. the courage to just go out and figure it out on my own. So I'm glad that we're going with people yeah. that are kind of either a little more experienced or just have an idea of what to expect. And so after this, I kind of feel like I'm going to get really obsessed with it and want to do it constantly. So doing it going into September is a really good idea because it, we're, we're not going to be able to be out there every single weekend. <laughs> good. So it's good timing then. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Knowing you, you're going to get obsessed with it because you're going to love it. Immediately. I know, but not like I have time for <laughs> that. But anyway, how was your weekend? It was busy, busy. I got asked to play uh, for the Division One men's team in a preseason game just to get some numbers. This is this is soccer. Yes, sorry, yes. Uh, so the Div- Division One uh, Gorge soccer team, they were playing a preseason game against uh, Vancouver Island University, and they needed some extra players, and so they asked me, just as I was walking out the door to run 18 kilometers with my wife. So I ended <laughs> up doing the 18 kilometers, coming back, having a lot of electrolytes and protein shakes and pasta and then quickly changing into my soccer gear and driving to the field. And then thankfully they only needed me to play the second half and I made it till about the last five minutes before both of my calves started cramping and every time I took a step <laughs> basically. So the funny thing, funniest thing is I actually scored a goal, which is awesome. There you go. So yeah. just an extended warm-up. Exactly. It was it was a very very extended warm up, uh, which is funny as well. The uh, keeper on the other uh, from a corner kick punched across, and the ball hit me in the face and went in. So there you go. <laughs> That's how so, I score goals, apparently. <laughs> high skill or low skill? <laughs> hey, I knew where to be when uh, when the keeper punched it. So I'm calling that right. high skill. Placement is ninety percent of it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but no uh, no cool camping trips for me, unfortunately. But maybe next summer. But you're, running, but you're running Nova Scotia. Yeah, we're going to Nova Scotia in the beginning of September. Right. Which is that's going to be super fun. So uh, my wife's uh, family on her dad's side live all in like Cape Breton and uh, just outside of Halifax as well. And so I've never been to the Maritime, so this will be a first for me. And I'm super excited because it's just such a beautiful place. I didn't know you hadn't been there. Yeah, no. I think the furthest east I've been is either, I'm not looking at a map right now, but it, either Montreal or Toronto. I don't know which one is further east. <laughs> right, right. So, um, interesting, but it's cool. Yeah, but it's always been on my bucket list. So, Nova Scotia is awesome. I'm super excited. 
Another thing I wanted to tell you is that we got reached out to by Pinkavo. Ooh. If you remember in episodes, if you remember in episode six, we you had asked where the name comes from. Comes from. Yes. And I mentioned that if if anyone knows, well, fortunately, the actual cafe reached out, Pinkavo Cafe. No way. And they said the name Pinkavo is inspired by the natural bluish pink tones that occur from dyeing fabrics with avocado pits and skins. Hmm. It is also a fun word that confuses a lot of people. Case in point, <laughs> it confused me. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. Wow. Yeah, they were super supportive. They reshared us on their Instagram and everything. A few places have already, actually. It's, it's always great when the businesses that we highlight reach out and say, hey. So it's happening more and more frequently, which is awesome to see. Yeah. I think that the community, the small business community in BC is very friendly and thriving and supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited to... Um, support that yeah and seems to be supportive of projects like ours as well which is pretty pretty cool Mm -hmm. to be honest anytime we get a share or uh somebody reaches out it's it's uh just cool to to reiterate that people are listening and uh are enjoying what we're talking about so yeah well i mean whenever we record this i feel like i'm just talking to you (laughs) and i have to remember that there is potentially other people other than my mom and dad that are listening to it so (laughs) same (laughs) <laughs> it's it's exciting when people that I don't know reach out and say, "Hey, we listened and we liked it." So yeah, that's very rewarding. Absolutely, yeah, it makes us feel like we're doing a good job. And yeah, it's it is. I mean, our biggest fans are our parents, but it's and uh, so it's cool when we when other businesses and other people reached out. So I mean, our wives are pretty big fans, I would think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. I would probably yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good save. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> well, okay, well, speaking of summer coming to an end, uh I want to highlight one of my favorite things to do in the summer, and that's eat ice cream. Ooh, I too enjoy eating ice cream. This is good. Flawless <laughs> <laughs> transition. It's so so good. I okay, so I want to talk about a I would I would call it a hole in the wall ice cream parlor in mm-hmm. Port Moody. It's called Vashti Rose Ice Cream, and it's located pretty close to the breweries, but on the other side of the train tracks. We actually discovered it because a friend of ours brought us there. It, so it's really great after breweries. We went there after uh, the Bruhalla event in Port Moody with my parents. Took them there, and this ties into to something a little bit later. But often when we go for trail runs out near Belcara Park. We will stop and get an ice cream as a little treat afterwards to after the run, which is a nice little way to have a little pick me up after sloshing through the woods for two hours. So, so Vashi Rose Artisan Ice Cream they really pride themselves on making what they call just real ice cream. They keep the, the ingredients for the base of the ice cream super super simple, mm. and they make a ton of different flavors and it's constantly changing. So, but they always have a ton of different flavors of ice creams so they often will have 25 plus flavors and then on top of that they'll have 10 plus flavors of vegan ice creams so uh, it's really cool because 
what they do is they just focus on really high quality ingredients. They, they boast that their ice creams never use colorings or flavor or artificial flavorings or powdered milk. And they make sure to use organic milk, organic cream, organic eggs, organic sugar. And then for the add-ins, they'll get real nuts, fruits, vanilla beans, real chocolate, herbs, homemade baking, stuff like that. And so they have, for example, um, the when you, whenever you go in, it's kind of a crapshoot to see what kind of flavors they have because they will have some consistent flavors, but often most of them are changing. And so they just put up a whiteboard of their flavors and they take a picture of it on Instagram every day and to say these are the flavors that we're doing. As of today, they have... I'm just going to read a highlight, like a highlight reel of them. Pineapple virgin mojito, mm-hmm. vanilla fudge caramel, black currant, strawberry shortcake, banana fudge walnut, saffron pistachio rose, which is a staple of theirs. Ooh. Tiramisu, rocky road, cherry orange, blueberry swirl, cheesecake, mini egg. So yeah, super fun flavors like that. They have similar flavors in the vegan ones as well. Like the, the saffron rose, they have the saffron rose... So I don't know if you're familiar with saffron, Dan. It's one of like the most expensive, I guess, herbs. No. Yeah, it's yeah. it's approximately one and a half times as expensive as gold by weight. Seriously? Oh yeah. my god. So it it grows as a flower, and the little tendrils of the flower, you know, those little like mm-hmm. pieces in the middle that are used for pollination. Yeah. So those have to get hand picked, and there's only three per flower that grow. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so to get actual like saffron threads, it, that's why it's super expensive because they have to be handpicked and then they have to be kind of maintained. And if they crumble, then their flavor profile changes. So powdered saffron is cheaper because it's kind of, it's like, it, they don't have to maintain these big long threads. But what, right. what you do, saffron in kind of a, any kind of cream sauce, <clears throat> you have to add the saffron and then let it steep and then let it sit overnight and the flavor expels into the liquid. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's kind of like a labor of love to the process of saffron, but it's definitely worth it because it gives this super really beautiful floral. um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like nothing else. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's saffron. But yeah, it can't it can't be it can't be made artificially. The flavor, and so it's really, but it's really subtle. But it's really like rich, right? In flavor, and then so they put in pistachios as well, and so it's really uh, it got a little bit of crunch, and it, but pistachio is quite a mild flavor as well, so it it doesn't overwhelm. Like if you were to put saffron in chocolate or mint or whatever something like that it would be completely lost Mm. so you would never you never do like even a saffron white chocolate chip kind of thing because again you would completely lose the flavor of the saffron so pistachio is quite a a a mild flavor right but distinct that the two of them work really well together so if you've never been to this ice cream place and you want to go to this ice cream place that's definitely one to try now what's interesting as well is since COVID, they haven't been doing tasters, but what they'll do is they'll give you a dollop on top of your cone or bowl if you want it. So if you want to get, you know, Rocky Road and Espresso Flake, but then you also want to try the vanilla bean, you can mm-hmm. say, oh, can I get my Rocky Road in this? And can I get a dollop of the vanilla bean? And they'll give you a the little dollop on top, which is 
basically like a tablespoon worth, which is more than what you would taste if you were getting a tasting. So yeah. it's really great and really generous of them to do that. Oh, that is really nice. Yeah, and it's so unsuspecting, this place. It's kind of sandwiched between a gas station and a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And forget COVID, there's only room for maybe four to six people inside there, inside the room where they mm-hmm. serve the ice cream. Yeah. And then on the other side, because they have so many freezers with all their different ice cream flavors, and then that's it. It's probably not even 100 square feet, the the area wow. that, that you're in in Port Moody. And then I assume they have a back area where they make everything. Yeah. So yeah, really small operation, super, super high quality uh, whenever I go, there's a lineup to the end of the block, unless I'm really lucky. Sometimes there's not, if you're there early in the morning. Yeah. Not, like, early in the morning, but, like, right when they open. Yeah, yeah. But if it's on a hot, sunny day in the summer, you're, you're gonna expect there to be probably, you know, 50 people, well, 25 to 50 people in line. Oh but it goodness. does go pretty quickly, which is good, but, and it's definitely worth the wait. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend that. As I did say, they make uh, vegan ice cream as well, and they're just as passionate about making sure that that's a really high quality. So they're pretty, tra- they're really transparent about their ingredients. Uh, I mentioned the ones for the regular ice cream that they have for the vegan flavors. They make it with cashew milk that they make, organic coconut milk, extra virgin coconut oil, organic sugar cane, pure cocoa butter, and organic carob bean. They obviously care a lot about using organic when possible. Mm-hmm. They've had some flavors that you'll you've probably never heard of. Like I said, the saffron pistachio. They're also known for doing strawberry marshmallow, sour cherry chocolate chip, lemon shortbread, and they do mark everything that is gluten free. Which naturally, ice cream is gluten free anyway. But some of the ingredients will have, uh, like their cookies and cream will have gluten in it. Yeah, but they're very um, aware of. They're they're very good with dietary restrictions if. If you have any, that's always good to see. And they're super, they're super well priced too, which is awesome because you you think like an artisan place like that would be charging out the wazoo for whatever, yeah. but it's about it's about five fifty for one scoop or uh, eight dollars for two scoops. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, which I, I mean, it's comparable to any of the other ice cream places in the city that isn't serving island farms or ben and jerry's (laughs) what i find really interesting about this place is the inspiration behind it i mentioned that sometimes we'll go get a scoop of ice cream after a trail run in the forest nearby and that lines up perfectly with the motivation because hamid haji and kelly pierce that started it they're both super active and they're also motivated by their own fitness doing yoga and and gym and and whatever else and since they're into that they were kind of looking for an ice cream that could be a treat but also be equivalent to having like a protein shake after a workout and so they wanted to create a treat that was indulgent but also felt like you were doing something good for yourself after a workout and so the idea behind the ice cream was to use all natural ingredients and to have it high in protein and the way to do that would be to use the best quality ingredients that he could find and so in developing it, he actually developed over 100 recipes, probably more now because this article is from 2018, mm. and only puts a few on at a time, so they rotate through them. But the idea was that if you want to be able to treat yourself, you should be able to, because restricting yourself would just not work in the long run, and it would make you want it more, or it would make you want to be more ravenous towards treats later when you finally kind of cave into it. So he said, 
why don't I create something that's like a high protein shake or or a thick fruit smoothie, but make it from ice cream. So hmm. kind of a cool concept. Obviously, it's it's an indulgence, but at the same time, it's it's so rich and it's so nice that you only need a little bit to really feel like you're getting a lot. Yeah. So yeah, really, really cool concept for this ice cream place. Every time I go there, I've gotten a different flavor and all of them have just endlessly been delicious. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice once you can taste them again, though, because some some flavors are so striking that if you're not super into that flavor, it might be a little overwhelming. Uh, for example, cardamom. It's Ooh. it's a really wonderful flavor, but if you if you don't know it well and you're not like really don't enjoy it a lot, then it can be overwhelming. So it's one of those ones where it might be for some people, not for others, but that's yeah. okay because there's 25 other flavors you can try. <laughs> I really like the idea of using the ice cream as a as a means to help achieve kind of physical goals like i i don't know about you but after after a trail run especially in the summer or even just a regular street run like you just kind of crave something to kind of get you going again and and um i find that if you treat yourself to to something it usually doesn't sit well like afterwards and then you kind of have that moment of like regret it's like why did i do that i felt so good before but it sounds like they've really tried to make it so you can enjoy a sweet treat and still gain something from it without feeling like absolute garbage after so i very much approve (laughs) sometimes after like a really long run or whatever you just want to crush a whole pizza and then you do and and then you're like uh (laughs) where is this you have you know one scoop of ice cream and you're satisfied for the rest of the day so totally or at least for that kind of craving so yeah it's a it's a really cool concept and i like the philosophy of moderation and i like the philosophy of don't restrict things in your diet add things into your diet so if you're trying to change your diet to something that you consider more healthy then instead of saying oh i'm going to cut out this this and this saying Mm -hmm. okay well i'm going to add more broccoli whatever 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 and then slowly that other stuff as a ratio will become smaller and smaller and eventually probably get pushed out. So something like this is great. It, mm. Instead of having a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's to hit that satisfaction, you can have one scoop of, or two scoops of this ice cream and you're totally satisfied. So I only discovered them this summer mm. and I've been three, three or four times. So there's another ice cream place at the park by the water in Port Moody. Mm. That's really well known. And so people kind of think about that when they think about going to ice cream, but I haven't even actually even gone there because <laughs> I found out about this one before I ever went to the other one. And so I'm like, oh, no, this is the place. This is the place. So. <laughs> Don't need anywhere else. Yeah, I can't say anything negative about the other place because I haven't tried them, but I just, this place is so good that I can't stop. So, Well, and it sounds like they do things really, really well and like... It's hard. It's hard to break away from somewhere uh, like that, especially being a newer place to you. And then you're just finding like so many different flavors as well. They see they keep a uh, they keep you on your toes in terms of flavors. It exactly. Like. Yeah. So it's it's almost like going to a new place every time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's Vashti Rose Artisan Ice Cream, and they're located at twenty four eleven St. John's Street, Port Moody. And chances are, if you find the lineup, you're in the right place. So. <laughs> 
All right, Dan, this is the part where you get to tell me what you've been drinking. All right. So I don't know if I mentioned this before. In fact, I know I didn't. But a few weeks ago, my wife and I did a trail race up to Mount Washington, literally up Mount Washington. Super fun. Right. Um, The night before, though, we decided to... So we went up to uh, Comox and Courtney, which is a small town just southeast of Mount Washington, um, to, to stay the night because it's a bit of a drive and I don't want to be waking up at like four in the morning before a trail race that's literally up a mountain. That just sounds terrible. <laughs> so, we, so we ended up staying in the community and we went to a brewery that I'd like to talk about actually. And one of their, and one of their beers in particular, cause I really, for one thing, I really like this brewery. It's really, really good. And they also like to get a little a little fancy with the ones that they they have. So um, the brewery is called Land and Sea Brewing, and the specific one I want to talk about is their Glacier Cream Ale, which you can. I love it when they when they do. I love it when breweries do this, where they have kind of a mainstay, and then they kind of um, add a little bit of a pizzazz to it, if you will. And the really cool thing about this Glacier Cream Ale is they offer it as it normally is, but also as a nitro pour, which is so, I don't know if you... Oh, I love that. Yeah, so, so good. So it it pours nice and clear, and but then you have that really smooth nitro head, and it's, oh, it's just fantastic. The Glacier Cream Ale on its own is really good, and you get a nice kind of light-bodied, sweet... But not too sweet, like a really nice balance of malt and and uh, kind of tr- I want to say like tropical fruits to it. At least that's what I taste on my palate. And then with the nitro, you just get this really nice smooth. It almost feels like uh, almost like a milkshake. Almost, you know, it's got that uh, smooth texture to it. So, Land and Sea Brewing Glaciers Cream Ale as a nitro pour. Oh, it was really good. On a side note, I had. A few too many before this race, and I struggled through that race big time. Because the <laughs> beer in Comox and Courtney is just too good not to try a bunch. That's awesome. Sorry, did you have both of yes. the nitro and non-nitro? Yeah, so I've had the Glacier Cream Ale before. I don't know if it's a new, like, I don't know if it's a brand new thing that they're offering it as a as a nitro pour, but it was new for since the last time we went there. And so I ha- I've had the cr- Glacier Cream Ale, and then... It just makes a lot of sense to have a cream ale as a nitro pour. It just it complemented itself. It complemented itself somehow. It made it just that much better in my right. opinion. So maybe it's just something they're doing at the brewery. It could be. Uh, I don't know when they've started doing this, um, uh, but they. I hope they continue, and I hope they try it with other ones as well because they make a lot of really really nice beers. For example, they do a wildflower farmhouse wit, which is a nice. Uh, dry hopped Belgian style wit, which is really nice. They also do a uh, a kettle sour IPA with blueberries and spruce tips. So I figured that might be a uh, one that you'd want to try since you're kind of in a, like in the spruce tips these days. <laughs> totally. And they uh, they re- they're a relatively new brewery, right? So they only opened in 2018. So they've got a wonderful okay. patio uh, and offer food as well. So the brewery experience itself is wonderful and they have just fantastic beers so all in all a great place to be um if you do get a chance 
I don't know if I don't know if the nitro pour of the cream ale is going to be there forever, but definitely highly recommend. And I highly recommend if you haven't had their cream ale as it's on its own, like trying it and doing a comparison because it's really really neat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Jeff? What what have you been drinking? Well, I was house sitting in North Van this week. And so I got to explore some of the North End breweries. Yeah. And I picked up a I picked up a beer from Streetcar Brewing. Okay. And it's called it's a mouthful. Back Alley Double Dry Hopped Hazy India Pale Ale. Ooh. Or Back Alley DDH Hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man, it's a mouthful. Henceforth to be referred to as the B A D D H H I P A. Jeez. <laughs> so first of all, I don't know if you've had many dry hopped beers. Oh, I've had my fair share. <laughs> okay. So you know it it kind of gives it a much more floral and fresh. Yeah. And then this is a double IPA, so it's like way more hops than normal. But then it's also a hazy IPA. So, <laughs> so it's oh, got kind of that like you know creaminess to it. So it's kind of a whole lot of things happening at once. But a lot of the hazy IPAs have become really not hoppy. Right. Yeah. More like the floral. Yeah. They're they're hazy hazy IPAs kind of drink more like pale ales a lot of the time. Yeah. And then double IPAs can really smack you in the face and be a little bit too much. So these kind of balance it back out to an IPA. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's both double. And then obviously it's dry hop, so it has that extra kind of flavor to it. So it's really it was really interesting beer. 6.5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It drank like... It drank like a 5.5, I would say. You definitely got... The first couple sips, you definitely got that it was... It really tastes like it's a double IPA. So you get a lot of that hoppiness to it. But then as you continue to drink it, that mellows quite a bit because you get used to it and the haze, I think, balances it out. Mm. And so what I find with a lot of double IPAs is that that kind of initial bitterness of it's an IPA lingers the whole way through. Whereas this one, it it's a lot easier to acclimatize to it. And so you're drinking and, you know, if you were comparing it to a lager, you'd be like, oh my God, this is so hoppy. But if you compare it to even just a regular IPA, I would say it hits you harder in the first couple sips, but then it doesn't linger nearly as long. Oh, yeah. So it was super cool. Definitely worth a try. Really simple, high quality, very focused on what it's doing. And despite having quite a long descriptive name, it is exactly what it says. And it's just a double dry hop hazy IPA. So. <laughs> Ooh. I'll have to pick one up when I get a chance. I wonder if they're in mm-hmm. Victoria. Yeah, no, they're not They're not available anywhere on the island. Dang it. They're only available in three stores in North Vancouver and four stores in Vancouver. Dang it. They're, you said it was a relatively new brewery, right? They're new-ish. Right. There are a lot of new breweries in North Vancouver, actually. Yeah, they're exploding right now. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to make a trip to North Vancouver. Fine. And this is the part of the show where Dan decides he has to travel. <laughs> <laughs> Basically every show and every day I want yes. to travel. <laughs> uh, silly adulting. <laughs> but they're, yeah, they're a cute little brewery. I really like them. I've been there a couple times. 
and they're like in an alley. Oh. Which is why it's called a back, back alley. alley. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so to get to them, they're off of, they're between First and Esplanade. Right. And so you have to kind of go down this alley and officially their address is on First, but there you go down these stairs beside the building. You can actually go through, but it's easier to go down the outside and then there's a big patio open on the kind of alleyway there. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, really great little brewery. Um, highly recommend. I actually have had a lot of beers from there and enjoyed them all. So Excellent. Well, again, another one to put on the list of an ever-growing list of breweries to visit. <laughs> well, basically, you just need to go check out the map and try 50% of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Dan, you got some ice cream for me or what? I sure do. Yes. And it actually sounds like a very similar idea to yours in the sense that it is kind of a hole in the wall, at least they're original in Victoria. What I want to talk about is parachute ice cream. Now, parachute ice cream opened in end of spring in 2016 and has become a kind of a staple in Victoria for uh, artisan ice cream. They pride themselves on high quality, organic, locally sourced ingredients as much as they physically can. So much so that they get weekly shipments of their uh, water buffalo milk from a farm up in Comox. They they always say they say. Uh, it doesn't get more artisan than being able to pinpoint which water buffalo at the local grass-fed farm provided the milk on any given day, So, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. They also uh, have a wide variety of vegan ice creams as well, using locally distilled vanilla, roasted espresso, and seasonal fruits, as well as the coconut milk. What I find with uh, with Parachute is that they do a lot they do a lot of really interesting flavors like uh, they just recently did a lemon meringue pie which they use parts of their pies that they actually make uh, through the a different sister company that's owned by the same person but they also do a lot of kind of your classic ice cream flavors so they do my personal favorite is their birthday cake because you feel like little pieces of birthday cake in there and it's just so creamy and delicious and I love it so much. They do like Rocky, cool. Rocky Road, tro- chocolate truffle. So they do a lot of like classic ones, but in a way like higher quality version of it. Yeah, it's uh, when you when you actually go there, their, origi- their original spot is a really small kind of shop that you could probably fit oh, geez, maybe six or seven people. So it sounds very similar to the one you talked about in that sense. And they're kind of located in between a bunch of breweries, actually. So again, very similar to yours, but in Victoria. So you have Hoyne, you have Moon Underwater, all within, and uh, Il Sauvage, all within walking distance of this ice cream place. So they're well situated. They really like to take the time with you to make sure you get what you want. So they do offer tastings, uh, like uh, samples. Um, I think they stopped during COVID, but I think it's a, it looks like the last time I was there, which was yesterday, <laughs> they're doing <laughs> tastings again, and uh, which is great. I really like the fact that when you order, you can either choose a single scoop, a double scoop, or a single split scoop. So you can do, it'll be the same size as a single oh. scoop, but you can do two different flavors. So amazing. I know you mentioned last in your segment about um, 
picking two flavors that actually work together. One of my go-tos right now is birthday cake and cookies and cream. Or chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate chip cookie. I approve. Okay, good. All right, we can still be friends. That's good. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Birthday cake's one of those ones, though, Dan, that I I will be able to give you kind of in either direction because it's so light. And it's not like a it's not like a super distinct like earthy flavor that a fruit it might actually go with a fruit. So if you did like a birthday cake and a mango, that would probably be okay. Yeah, birthday cake's pretty good. Birthday birthday cake, you're 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 right on the money. Now if you did chocolate chip cookie dough and you did one of those fruits, then we're friends off. I don't care <laughs> if it's been thirty years. I would never do that. I would never do that to you. <laughs> I would never do that to my palate. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Um, they tend to, speaking of their fruity, uh, more fruity ice cream, they tend to do more seasonal fruits. So in the summer you get a lot of, uh, like your mango and pineapple and all that kind of, those kind of flavors. And kind of later on in the summer, you'll get more blackberry and berry forward ice creams. So I find that really cool. And I think as a society, we need to be more aware, like some, we need to be, we need to learn to be like, okay, that it's not the season for such and so, uh, I don't know. It's not the season yes. for strawberries, so we shouldn't be like getting them from another place. Why don't we just wait? Why can't we? Why can't we wait till when it's actually uh, when they're actually be able to be grown here in Victoria? You know, or like, right. or at right. least lo- more local than importing them from somewhere else. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Kind of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> yeah, and they are. Um, what what I find really interesting about them, and why one of the mo- one of the reasons I wanted to talk about them is they incorporate their sister business a lot. I kind of mentioned it a little bit er- uh, earlier, but they're uh, one of their owners. It is her name is uh, Robin Larock. Also owns Victoria Pico. So you, actually, when you go into the the ice cream shops, you you can buy uh, Victoria Pico pies. They also offer something called pie cream, which is a cinnamon vanilla ice cream with chunks of their apple pie, which I haven't oh. personally tried, but it sounds absolutely delicious. And so you can buy like pints of it, or you can buy just the pies on their own. Or if you're, like I said, if you're feeling both of them, you can get a pie cream, which is just a phenomenal idea. Clearly they've been doing really well because they recently opened uh, a second location out in Langford and I think it opened about a year or two after my wife and I moved away from Langford after oh no constantly saying like that Langford needs an artisan or like a small ice cream shop and they would basically have everything you need in Langford so I mean I guess Langford is complete now but it's kind of annoying that they opened after we left so but anyway I'm I'm not bitter I promise I'm not bitter <laughs> Um, it looks like the Langford one also serves their pies as well, like the full pies. Yes, yeah. Uh, so they have a, so the Langford one is a lot bigger, so they're able to actually carry a lot more of their kind of off sale, if you will. So you have two big fr- refrigerators full of, pi- or I guess they're freezers of pies and pints of ice cream and jars of ice cream they also have a program right. where you can bring their ta- uh, their jars back as well so it's kind of like, like a recycling kind of 
deal. So you're expected to clean them and have the label removed and then they can use them again. And which is kind of, which is really cool. And you get like a deposit back for it? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 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 Lots of places are doing that now. It's good. Yes, absolutely. Sustainable practice, right? Mm -hmm. One thing I didn't know uh, is that there are, they are now offering cakes. So they have a bunch of different flavors of cakes uh, there's also vegan cakes as well. So I don't know if this is new for them, but I didn't know that they were able to order cakes to be made there, which is really yeah, super nice. Cool. Are we saying like ice cream cakes or like yeah. cake cakes? Oh yeah. They look like they're made from their, uh, from their ice cream. So there's the chocolate shuffle and cookies and cream cake, a vanilla bean and brown butter brownie, which is another one of their flavors oh, that is super good. And then they also, uh, offer the vegan version of cookies and cream and vegan vanilla bean. Uh, filled with Oreo as the base. But yeah, so cakes are a new, or seem to be, as far as I know, a new uh, thing you can order from them. So that's uh, so fantastic. I know yeah. I know. My one of my favorite cakes is those ice cream cakes you can get from uh, Dairy Queen, but I'm going to have to give one of these a try. So, because <laughs> right. I'm sure they're going to be, oh, super good. They won't taste like plastic? No. Yeah. <laughs> hey. If t- plastic tasted like Dairy Queen ice cream cakes, I'd be eating plastic more often. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the two spots where Parachute is located, uh, the Victoria one is at 2626 Bridge Street, uh, Unit 105. And in Langford, it's 735 Goldstream Avenue, uh, Unit number 129. Well, that's awesome, Dan. That I, I'm frustrated you didn't take us there when we were there a couple hey, weeks ago. We had so but, much uh, to whatever. do. there's always time for ice cream my my aunt used to say you know like we would eat a meal or whatever and they'd be like oh dessert and well there's always room for ice cream it'll just seep through the cracks of the food that you ate (laughs) oh that is so true oh my goodness i love that love it it's great (laughs) (laughs) dan i was i've i've been sitting here listening to you talking about the ice cream and thinking if there's anything in my freezer that'll satisfy eating ice cream <laughs> i think i have like chicken I'm, which probably wouldn't i actually do have an ice cream bar in the freezer but uh i think the closest thing i have is frozen fruit which is fine it's fine yeah it'll do yeah, frozen fruit is pretty good smoothie all right well that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Cavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep, keep it, it tasty. They focus really... This is so weird without video. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't look at you, like I'm just like, I can't see any reaction, so I'm like, are you there? <laughs> I'll tell you if I'm not here. Don't you worry. You'll tell me if you're not here. <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, okay, so...